Hello and welcome to The Fellowship Face, an Adventures in Middle-Earth podcast. I'm Josh and that's Callum. We're going to give you inside information on how to find your own path through Tolkien's world. It is the year 2946 of the Third Age, and the lands east of the Misty Mountains are astir. From the cloud-shrouded peaks above the high pass to the spider-infested gloom of the forest of Mirkwood. Paths long deserted are trodden once again. Busy merchants carry their wares to new markets. Messengers bring tidings from foreign realms, and kings send forth armed men to extend their influence in the rule of law. Some say that a new age of freedom has begun, a time for adventure and great deeds to reclaim glories lost in the long centuries of oppression and decline. In Adventures in Middle-earth, you take the part of the heroes of Middle-earth. You will travel the land, uncover its secrets, and take part in its unfolding history, encountering its inhabitants and legends. As the shadow creeps back across the lands of the free peoples, you will uncover hints of what is happening and have the chance to play a part in the struggle against the enemy. Hello, Callum. Hello, Josh. I found the introduction from the book incredibly epic it's got me in the mood to talk about adventures in middle earth yes we we can talk about this for a very long time uh, as is evident over the last two years that we've been playing it and i've just read you the uh, introduction to wilderland in the player's guide a book that is now quite hard to get hold of for adventures in middle earth so maybe we should start off with the episode title session zero uh, what is a session zero, Josh? Session zero, which if you spend any time on D&D, Reddits and forums and role-playing games and stuff, you may have already heard of, is the idea that before you get together with your friends to have a role-playing game over you know days, weeks, months, years in our case, you sit down and you have a first session to figure out what the game's about you know, what you all want to get out of it, what you'll find fun, um, what the kind of tone of the game is, any rules, anything that might be sensitive. Uh, the idea is basically to get everyone on the same page so that everyone can enjoy what you're doing. And our episode is called Session Zero because that's kind of what we wanted to do for people listening for the first time to figure out whether or not we're the podcast for them, if that makes sense. Excellently explained, Josh. Thank you. And so in this session zero, we're going to lay out what the podcast is going to be all about. Uh, so who are we? Who are we? That's quite an existential question for this early in the podcast, but I'm going to throw the question right back to you, Callum. Why did you want to play Adventures of Middle-Earth? Yeah, so in terms of the roles that we have in this 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 great adventure that we've been having, uh, I've been taking the part of the lore master, as it's called in this, this system, or if you're more used to D&D, the dungeon master, the game master. And I guess, as with 
probably quite a large number of people. I got into role-playing games due to an enforced stay-at-home lockdown COVID-inspired setting. And we sat down to our first game on the 19th of April, 2020. I was going through our old messages to see when exactly that was. And I was inspired to do so because, one, I just love Lord of the Rings. And, uh, you know, it's a story that I grew up on. The films just came out at that right time in my... uh, an age where it captured my imagination. It's always been something that I've I've just loved, uh, the stories and and reading content on it. And the other thing that happened was that uh, Josh ran an online game of D and D, Dungeons and Dragons, for us in April 2020. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was my first ever foray. You'd been playing for a wee while before that. Yeah, I'd been playing for a couple of years before that and for several years before that had wanted to play and, you know, had read the books and didn't have the people who were interested in playing. Um, But steadily got more and more people involved. And then when lockdown started, I seized the opportunity to introduce role-playing games to as many people as possible because I thought I was proved right there might be more time to play them over lockdown. And it paid off because... Uh, it was the first time your game is the first time I ever got to play. I had been, you know, a forever DM for years up until that point. So your first game was not my first game of D&D, but it was my first time playing D&D ever. You know, who we are. So we're we're two um, RPG enthusiasts in Scotland who just love uh, this game and system and want to tell you about it. And I guess the idea of the podcast is one for anybody out there that is interested in trying this game, running a game. Uh, And so we'll try and give you some insights into uh, our experience of running and playing in this system. And also anybody who's just interested in the game coming over from D&D. So we'll try and avoid major spoilers for the pre-written adventures and modules. One of the unique things about playing in the setting is that we all know what's going to happen next because as we said in the intro it's set in 2946 which is five years after the end of the Hobbit events and there's a 70 year period before Lord of the Rings starts so you do know where the story is going to go so there, there can't be that many spoilers which is really quite interesting in a way but there is a lot of leeway still that there's a lot of emptiness in that story um, there's a lot of room to tell your own story I think knowing the setting and knowing what's just happened and kind of where the setting is going was a big part of the attraction of the game for me. And I know from some of the other people we play with, the fact that they know the setting and the tone and Mm. the sorts of adventures that people would be having was a good way to get into role-playing game for the first time. And it makes sense because D&D like archetypal fantasy tracks right back to Tolkien and other things as well. But Tolkien's like a huge part of what informed like D&D culture. So it's quite natural that there is a version of D&D which is directly in Tolkien's world with his characters and the wider set, which I quite like. I think it makes it very attractive. I've just, I've not thought of this before, but I guess, you know, given that we've talking about this as a session zero, one of the things, and we've since running this and, you know, we were relatively well, very inexperienced in this, I was anyway, in RPGs when we set out on this and have since uh, ran lots of 
D&D and played in several games and uh, contrary to the to the norm it would seem uh, there's been five DMs now of our group I think all but one person we play with has DM'd a game yeah the seven of us not that. that there's any pressure on that person to no. <laughs> take up the mantle at all um, and uh, when you have a session zero in D&D one of the the core parts of it is to ensure that everybody's on the same page of what type of story you're going to tell together. Uh, is it going to be a kind of wacky jungle type adventure? Is it going to be serious high fantasy? Is it going to be grim dark? Um, are you all going to be good characters? You know, what sort of alignment are you going to go for? But the amazing thing about Lord of the Rings is that, you know, there's a little bit of that. We didn't actually have a session zero when we played. I didn't even know what that was. I think it would be really good but you're trying to establish different things and I guess just making sure everyone's familiar with the world and that really this is a, a game for people that are starting out good aligned. Um, Tolkien doesn't really, you know, there's, there's, there's degrees by which good people are tainted by the shadow, um, but it, it doesn't really work with that sort of more evil archetype, in my opinion. I guess you could play a different sort of game. I think you're right. Um, I think the fact that everyone is a good character and because of that, is wants to be heroic and do good things means that the party, certainly our party, when we set off, and we'll, we'll talk about that, quite quickly went on an adventure together. There was none of this which you definitely, and I definitely have been involved in, in D&D with everyone just being chaotic, uh, murder hobos or thieves, just want to go off and do their own thing. And as a DM, <laughs> it's like trying to herd cats to get them to do anything. It, it's not like that in this, I don't think, as a game. People are all in it because the characters are, you know, moral and they're very driven. And yeah. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that we never had our own session zero for this as a game because uh, I actually don't think we've suffered as a result of it. We've kind of felt our way through it. It would be, we obviously didn't think to do this at the time, but if we had recorded our first games and we went back and listened to them now, you know, two years later, I think we're now on session 65 66 yeah, there's, there's a there's a really good note taker in a party um to the extent where i'm running the game and uh i have to refer back to his notes uh to find out what i said uh because um yeah no, i don't take as good notes but yeah as you look back at the first session like i have this notebook set in front of me which was my notes in the first sessions and i used to write out big chunks of narrative and write out all the the character an NPC stat blocks on a piece of paper. I don't know why I would do that. I just have them on roll 20 now, um, which is where we play on. So, you know, it's um, very different, I think. I don't know. I'm not sure we'd recognize it. Maybe we would, but theme would still be the same. Uh, well, so then, this is a good opportunity then to blub, blub, blub. Blub, blub. This is a good opportunity then for us maybe to speak to ourselves past Callum and Josh two years ago. You know, we're sitting down for a first session, you're preparing and I'm getting ready to play for the first time. This podcast is kind of our advice, if to anyone, to them past Callum and Josh. And hopefully that can then be helpful for anyone else who's listening, who's playing for the first time or you know, wants to brush up on their skills or maybe learn something a bit different. That's maybe a good way of framing the podcast and what we're yeah. doing. That's the page that we're on. And we've called it the Fellowship Phase podcast because 
um unlike in D, there, there are different like set parts of the game so there's adventure phase which is where you go off and you you know you fight the goblins and you uh take the journey um and then there's the fellowship phase which is the period between the excitement and that can be anywhere from a couple of months up to a couple of years and there's a lot of different activities that characters can can take in that uh, and it allows the the pacing to be slightly different um, it doesn't need to be so uh, continuous. And so this podcast is a sort of our fellowship phase away from the game. So yeah, we've, we've briefly mentioned that we've, we've been playing for the last two years. Uh, we've done 65 sessions, mostly around, probably around somewhere between three and six hours. At the beginning, when there was very little else to do, we were... I think at times running maybe even eight hours. Yeah, they were long. It was like whole day sessions. Yeah, it was brilliant. We've we've done a lot of things. I don't know if we want to give some like a highlight reel of where we've been and what we've done because I, you know, there might be some people listening that are um, experienced in running this game or perhaps even have more experience than us, which would be really interesting to hear uh, from them. In terms of highlights, then, okay. Well, how about characters first? Because we've got kind of a core group of people who play and then a couple of other people who play infrequently. So the party size is between four and six, yes. along with you as the lore master. Yes. Um, we'll talk about the characters themselves in the next episode, I think, because they deserve their own introduction on who they are and how they got started. Uh, but characters have come in and out. Some of them have retired and gone off to do their own things. In terms of highlights, I mean, for me, uh, some of the highlights were we had a huge battle to storm the Dwimmerhorn, which was an abandoned fort in the Vale of Anduin, which we built up to in game for several weeks. I think a for a several week period uh we had a town that we helped establish which uh through some diplomatic failings was besieged and most of the npcs we knew at the time uh were involved there that was a dramatic moment i'm trying to think what the other big event we've had some huge adventures up to the the far north we've recently been fighting mount gundabad which has been quite an adventure so tense so many death saving throws um we've not had a character death is the thing that we were always very surprised that has come very close in fact our session yesterday uh josh's character um rolled a death saving throw and it was 50 50 if he lived or died um, yeah that was the closest i think any of us have ever come yes um Yes, there's been a lot of arcs and we will go into the story. And I think the way we'll lay out each episode is that we'll run you through a, a short narrative segment um, lifted from our from our story and then use that as a springboard to discuss some of the mechanics and uh, interesting points that we've come across in this game, but also at points compare it to other role-playing games as well. And I guess given that we've titled the session Session Zero, what would your advice be to Josh, the player who's going to play this game, uh, or, or, or a player and a, and a, and a lore master, actually. Um, you know, we didn't have a session zero. If we were setting out again and we were going to have a session zero, what what would what should people do in it? Okay. Well, I suppose the big one, the first, the big one is how much people know of Tolkien and Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. 
it doesn't really matter how much they know. I think it's just important to establish that at the beginning. It's likely if it's a group of friends that they'll all be have a similar interest in it already. But it would be very possible for a player who has never engaged or encountered Tolkien's work before. I find it hard to imagine such a person or such an existence, but hey-ho, getting up to speed with it would be a start. And the other thing, the other half of that um, equation is getting up to speed with the um, basic rules of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, which the game is based mm. on. And I think with those two things, your Tolkien lore and uh, 5e, you're ready to play the game. I'd say from my point of view, the biggest difference that I see now when, say, a character uh, retires from the group and someone brings in a new character is um, having a, a discussion with that player one-on-one and establishing like their place in the world, what they know, what they don't know. Because with the Tolkien knowledge, so there's one player in our, in our uh, game who has like a huge amount of Tolkien knowledge, and, and I would say I know quite a lot, and he is just on the next level. And it, it, that creates a challenge for him because, you know, when you're role-playing, you know, he knows things as a player, and this often happens. You know things as a player, but your character doesn't know, which is, you know, hard to, to, to role-play. Um, but having that session zero discussion and saying to the player, you know, where they fit in, and also being, like, quite happy to, to involve them in that story-building process and tie them into parts of the world uh, so there's things dripped in. Because I think in D&D, because especially if you're running in a homebrew world, it's much easier to retroactively add stuff in or just add things. You can be quite freeform. So there is some constraints with that character backstory. There's a lot of opportunities as well because there's a lot more to build on. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair way of looking at it. And you're right, that, that player knowledge versus character knowledge mm. is a big challenge in something like this because... A big part of the fun of playing role-playing games is discovery, is you know exploring new places and meeting new characters and unearthing treasure, which can be hard when you, as a player, are very invested in the world and kind of you know what's over that hill, like you know why that town is called Lake Town, and you know Wait, why. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible example. That is a terrible example. <laughs> Why and is it called Lake Town? <laughs> now can't think of a better example of why <laughs> it's called something. Yeah, I'm 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 laughing at you, but I'm also struggling. Um <laughs> sorry. I've broken cow. <laughs> yes. Uh there that that is the, the a slight challenge. But I think to be honest, it's never really been a problem. Usually how we address it is that say the player knows something, they'll ask me, does my character know this? And either I'll just say no, or I might ask what they're proficient in. Um, so I'm thinking about yesterday, there was a, a question from a character and I just asked if they were proficient in lore, which is a, we'll come on to what that is. And they weren't, so they didn't know. Or if they are proficient, then they might get to make a check to see if they know it. Well, sometimes they just know. That's a bit of a judgment call. Uh, but I think that's always worked out as a, a pretty good way of running it. Well, let's maybe talk about the game a bit more. Uh, and then, so you've mentioned D and D. So this, I guess, isn't D and D. Maybe you can explain a bit. I think you've got a better underpinning of the whole system. It is, and it isn't. So, 
Adventures Middle Earth started life as the One Ring RPG, which was by the publishers Cubicle 7, who had the rights to uh, Tolkien RPG. It uh, was very focused around the concept of the journey, which is really big in Tolkien, literally going on a journey as characters and also you know, metaphysically what that is. So that was what the game was structured around. It was a strong system, but it didn't have particularly wide appeal because it was very niche. So Cubicle 7 ported it using um, the fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons open game license, which is basically what Wizards of the Coast, who run D&D, have as uh, the kind of the entry-level D&D rules, which are free to use. Uh, Cubicle 7 converted their game using those rules to make it into a much more accessible game for people who are already playing Dungeons and Dragons, who already know what a D20 is, and they know how to make an ability check, and they know what a saving throw is. So it converted it into that format. There are some differences because uh, Tolkien is a much lower magic world than D&D. &D. Um, so some of the, the skills have been swapped out. Some of the abilities have been changed. But at its heart, mechanically, it plays the same way that D&D &D does now, which is kind of how we found our way into it. It was definitely felt more accessible. And we'll, we'll focus. So we've got a couple of plans for episodes to come up. We want to talk about characters and character creation, and we also want to talk about the the differences in the in the skills uh, and some of the other rules differences. Um, it's become, it, you know, you say it's accessible. It's become quite hard uh, to, to play the game now. Uh, I think we were very fortunate in timing because not long after we got into it, so the the game was sort of discontinued a couple of years ago. Um, the rights, I don't know the ins and outs, but the rights were lost. And the hardback cover, um, the hardback books, which are which are beautiful, lots of art and lovely maps, and just oh, I, I'm I'm holding mine up to the camera now uh, that you can't see, but they're they're really good. So I um, splashed out and bought basically all the region guides that I could find, and I think maybe even like a month later they went out of print. You couldn't buy them anywhere. Yep, so much so that you, as the lore master preparing, have all of them. As a player, I don't have the player's guide because I, when I went to buy them, there were none uh, for sale. They were only secondhand ones and people were selling them for wild amount of money on uh, on Amazon and eBay. Uh, so I don't have a hardback version of the player's yeah. guide. And it's really difficult because there's no legal way to buy them at the moment. Um, you know, the, the, the PDFs aren't for sale anywhere. It's incredibly hard to to find them at the moment but there is good news uh so there is a new version of the one ring role-playing game that is being published by free league and it was recently on kickstarter I must, and can i just interrupt you to say uh i'm a big free league fanboy because i already play a lot of free league games including the alien rpg which i will attempt to shoehorn into this podcast at any opportunity <laughs> even though there is no crossover of any kind but free Not league yet. i'm a big fan of free league and i'm very excited that uh, they have taken up the mantle of this. yes um they've published lots of exciting games and um so they've launched the second edition of the One Ring, and they had announced recently that they are 
planning and will soon announce some news on the second edition of Adventures of Middle Earth, which is very exciting. Um, the new version of the One Ring is, is set in a slightly different place. So the first edition of Adventures of Middle Earth and the One Ring were set in the Wilderland or Ravanian, uh, which is the area to the east of the Misty Mountains. So like the, the basically where the events of the Hobbits take place, Erebor, Mirkwood, Dale, Lake Town, uh, Anduin. Dale. Wait, wait, sorry, you mentioned this place, Lake Town. Why, why is it called that? It's That's a really good question. I am not sure. But maybe someone out there will be able to, to email us and say. And so they, 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 the newer version is going to be set to the west side, so Hobbiton and Eriador and, and this area. Slight disclaimer, I'm sure at times we will absolutely butcher pronunciation of things. Sorry in advance. So, uh, yes, yeah, so this is the, the first edition set in Wilderland. And what's great about that is that there's not really much, like I've done a lot of reading around what's available in that, in, in that area for lore uh, in the game. And there's not a huge amount that's set in stone in the canon. We know some things, but there's a lot of freedom for new stories, which is a really nice, you know, it's a really nice time period between Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. You know, it's familiar to players, but there's room and freedom to, to expand on it. Um, but that's the game. Okay. We've covered quite a lot there informing uh, past Josh and past Callum. We've covered a bit about how we got started with Adventures Middle-Earth, how the system came into being, and also what Session Zero is. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Sounds about right. No emails except on party business and comments, suggestions, and questions to thefellowshipphase at gmail.com. The long year turns to its close. Much we have accomplished these last seasons. Our fellowship disbands, but is not broken, and we will return. On the next episode of The Fellowship Phase. <laughs>